Okay. This is the Average Fellas Podcast. I hope you got your coffee ready. Let's talk some business. I had a vision of success and where I wanted to be. And I had never, I had never owned my own business. I had never worked for myself. And when I was ready, I told him, you know, I'm sorry I had to leave your company, but I need to start my own, my own dream. Because it's a business. We're a business too. Right. Like, invest in yourself. You know, don't, don't just... I mean, they replaced the refrigerator with, like, one of those fancy coffee makers. I'm your host, Odie Zach, coming to you live all the way from Riverside, California, on another beautiful Monday morning, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, it's Monday morning, and I got my coffee here. Drop by the website, www.averagefellas.com, for your specialty craft roast coffee with notes of honey, fig, and tobacco. This stuff is primo stuff, guys. Primo coffee here. Speaking of coffee, I, I just picked up a new batch. I had to go pay, I had to go uh, reorder, and, uh, and and I finally got, I had to go pick up my order. It took about a week to get that, get that done. Freshly roasted coffee, guys. Freshly roasted. Roasted to order okay roasted to order uh, I get I get it roasted freshly I rebag it and then we start sending it out again okay so hey we got that fresh coffee here at the average fellas podcast drop by the website www.averagefellas.com if you need a graphic you need a website that's what we're in the business for web solutions studio solutions that's what we do here at the average fellas podcast anyways today's episode something cool something really awesome that I came up across guys my my home skillets out there. Uh, I'm excited for this because um, I needed this. I needed this resource. I needed to, I needed something like this that I could nerd out on and spend some time starting to uh, to investigate and learn and educate myself with. All right. Recently, I attended the uh, Google I/O virtual. Okay, Google I/O, and what Google I/O is, according to Google, is a celebration of technology and how it makes our lives easier. And so today on today's podcast, I want to sort of talk about some of the things that Google does that makes my life easier. And one of the new things that I discovered that's going to make my life easier that Google does. Okay. I'm a Google nerd. I'm a Google fan. I'm a Google fanboy, I guess. Um, a lot of the things that I use to run my online business are from Google. I use Google Analytics. I use Google Ads. I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> I built my website on Google Sites. Okay, so there's a lot of good, a lot of good free resources uh, that you can use to uh, to build your business on Google. I use Google My Business. That's another good free resource. If you haven't already listed your business on Google, you need to do that. A lot of web traffic there. You're missing out if you're not using Google Maps or Google My Business. There's a lot of free web traffic there. So. Anyways, we're going we're to dive deep into that. We're going to dive deep into what I learned at Google I.O., one of the free resources that I uh, I took away from there that I, f- I found to be extraordinary and I'm excited for. As a matter of fact, if you look at the website now, it's going through some changes because of what I learned at Google I.O. this year. So let's dive deep into this. We're going to go ahead and start off with Google Business, okay, and, and why it's important for you to get your uh, website listed on Google My Business, okay? And what this is, is basically a, uh, a a directory for your business online for Google, okay? Business directory for Google. And what you can do is you can get a, a Google email address and you'll be given a lot of, you'll be given access to a ton of free, ton of free resources, like Google email, right? That's another one. Google Drive is another one that I use. Google Sheets, Google Docs. I use them all. I use all these, all these free resources from Google, and all it takes is for you to sign up with an email. But what I like to use is the Google Business side of it, the Google My Business. Okay, 
Now, recently, uh, I started taking and posting more pictures on the Google My Business site, okay? Yeah, you can post pictures on Google My Business. And when you start to Google your name, those pictures will come up under pictures, okay? So this is another, this is, you want to be easily found. You want to get your content, pictures of your product out there on the internet, right? In all the right places. And what better place than Google, the most used search uh, engine on the internet, right? Or at least here in the United States, I believe. I'm not sure. I don't know about worldwide, but uh, all I know is that, you know, we're using Google here in the United States quite a bit. Okay. And the, the cool thing about this is that you can look at individual posts. You can look at how many people viewed that post. Okay. You get your phone number. You can get your location on Google. You can get uh, photos of your business on Google. Okay. And you and, and it's good to do this. It's good to put these things out there. Okay. Recently, Okay, recently I had six people, this is in the past 28 days, six people through Google Maps located my website. Six people through Google Maps, okay? All these little pieces of traffic add up. You know, I know you're thinking, Zach, that's only six people in one month. That's six people from Google Maps in one month, okay? That's not to mention how many people looked at the content that I posted on, on, on Google Business. That's just the Google Maps part of Google Business, right? I also have, I also have people coming from YouTube, coming from the podcast, Okay, coming from Instagram, coming from Facebook, coming from the the blog posts, you know, we are we are we are getting our name and and producing content out on the internet and being easily found, being accessible. Okay, I also have an IMDb um, uh, um, listing as well because I want the traffic. I want to be easily found. I want my URL in places as many places as possible, meaningful places at least, okay? And if you have a small business, uh, if you're a nonprofit, you're an organization, you need to get on Google My Business. Tons of free traffic through Google My Business, okay? A lot of people can see, you can list your products in Google My Business, you can list your services in Google My Business, you can give a bio, a little a, a bio about yourself, I think it's like 5,000 characters or something like that, in Google My, My Business, okay? This is a great resource. If you don't have a website, sign up for Google. Okay. If you do not, if you have a, if you have a small business and you don't have a website, sign up for Google because you can get a lot of traffic and people could call your number. Okay. I get people calling me at least twice a month randomly. Okay. People I don't know through my Google business number. Okay. Asking for help for a graphic, wondering what it is that I do for my business. Okay. It's the power of the internet. If you know how to list your information properly, people can find you. Okay, especially if you have a business or services and you offer those businesses or services, right? So Google my business, guys. Check it out. Absolutely love it. If you do not have a website, you're a small business, a nonprofit, an organization that uh, you need people to figure out where you are and who you are, sign up for a Google email address, get a Google my business account, guys. Um, secondly, okay, like I talked about Google I.O. this year. Google I.O. 2021, uh, and this is my first time ever attending a Google virtual, okay? It's my first time ever 
looking at any of the kind of content that Google was, uh, I mean, I do watch the Google office hours stuff. Um, there's a lot of good, a lot of good tidbits about traffic and SEO practices and, um, a lot of stuff for, for developers and the Google office hours on YouTube. I definitely like to watch those. Um, but I wanted to watch the Google IO because like I said, I use a lot of the Google tools. I use Google analytics. I use Google sites. I use Google trends, Google keyword research. I do all kinds of stuff with Google, you know, Google my business account, Google Sheets, Google Drive. You know, I'm, I'm using all the tools. You know, I'm even using the Jamboards to make content on, right? And so I wanted to know what was up with Google. I wanted to dive deeper into the platform itself, Google. And so I thought, what better way than to attend this year's uh, Google I.O.? And the one of the key takeaways for me this year is something called Web Vitals. That's right, Core Web Vitals. Okay, and this is something that I, I found to be extremely, uh, extremely useful uh, for me. So you're probably asking yourself, what are core web vitals? What are core web vitals? I know I was asking myself the same thing and I Googled it for you guys because that's what we do here at the Average Fellows, Average Fellows, Average Fellows podcast. We Google everything. Okay, we Google everything. But uh, like I said, I, I learned this at Google. Google I.O. this year, and it sent me down the rabbit hole, and so I've been spending some time trying to learn this, and I thought it was a great resource, so I want to share it with you guys. So Core Web Vitals are a set of specific factors that Google considers important to a web page overall user experience. In short, Core Web Vitals are a subject, <laughs> are a subset of factors that will be of Google's page experience score. Basically, it's Google's way of sizing up your page's overall UX. So this is very important. And what we found out at Google I.O. this year is that Google is going to take into consideration your core web vital score, your your, your performance of your website. And, and it's going to take that score into consideration when it ranks you for whatever keywords, uh, whatever uh, whatever uh, parts of the Google search results you are trying to get listed in, Right. I'm trying to get listed in coffee. I mean, obviously, it's going to be a battle to try to get the front page of Google for the word coffee, right? That's probably never going to happen in my lifetime. But if if my website performs better, I will definitely rank higher in the list of websites that rank for the word coffee, okay? And you want to outdo your other competitors. You want your you want your website to perform better. You want to get higher up in the ranking. So I got a few a few things for Core Web Vitals for us today. And I thought this was important because I spent a lot of time building my website. I spent a lot of time trying to get it to the next level. Okay, I spent a lot of time looking at my analytics, trying to maximize the amount of time people spend on my website. So there's a lot of things I take into consideration when designing it. And how it performs is now the next level, right? Because I really want that free traffic. I really want to rank higher. I want the website to be to perform well for the user. So we we have some cool, we have some amazing free resources for you. So what I learned at Google IO, you can go to web.dev for forward slash vitals, web.dev forward slash vitals. Okay. And there's a blog post there. It's going to tell you all about core web vitals, why it's important. It's going to break down, uh, the three, um, the three, uh, um, um, things that Google is looking at. It's looking at your loading. It's looking at your interactivity. It's looking at visual stability. And it's going to explain the reason why those are important. I'm an average fellow. I can't tell you on this podcast, all right? <clears throat> 
but I'll link the blog post in the description of this podcast. All right. This is, a, this is really interesting. You know, I, I started going through it and I started looking at some of the, some of the things that I started talking about. And I'm sure you're thinking like, I don't know how to code Zach. I don't know anything about coding. That's okay. You, we're going to be on this journey together. There are things that we do know. Okay. We do know about file sizes. We do know how we can manipulate file sizes by compressing files. Right. And guess what? File size plays a giant role in your web load speed. Okay. So if you want your, if you want your, your website to load faster, you want it to perform faster. Look at what kind of files you're publishing onto your website. Is it a video? Is it an audio player? That's going to take up a lot of, of load of, you know, of, of load energy. You know what I'm saying? It's not gonna be that efficient. And if you have a file that is a raw file, <clears throat> photographers understand the difference between a raw and a JPEG. Okay. A JPEG is a, is a compressed file and there is manipulation of the image. There's image, you lose image quality in a JPEG. Okay. Not very much, but some. And that's why the file size is lighter. It's smaller because we're, we're, we're actually getting rid of some of the, some of the actual uh, image quality. If you shoot in raw, the image and the data is going to be, is going to be way bigger because we have to account for all of the different uh, colors that we have to render now. Okay. JPEG, it chunks all your colors. So if you have, we'll say a grayscale, okay. And in the darker areas, instead of it being gray, a JPEG is going to block it out as black and it's going to code it for black. And that's how a JPEG saves space. So you lose image quality because you're not rendering all the dynamic color. So those of us who are photographers, we know what file sizes. Okay. When you're putting files on your website, if you're loading a giant raw image, it's going to take forever to load the page. So learn how to compress your files. You can use Photoshop. You can use Canva to compress your files and that will save you some load speed. Okay. And I, I learned, I learned that this is what Google is looking for in the performance of your website. And I do know how to compress my file size to make my images uh, more efficient on the internet. So we can take it one step at a time, guys. We don't have to do this all overnight, all right? We're learning as we go. And the cool thing about web.dev, not only is that blog post there to tell you about all about the things that Google is going to be looking for when ranking your core web vitals or to determine the score of your core web vitals, it's also going to give you an option to measure your own URL. That's right. You heard me correctly. You can measure your core web vitals for free at web.dev. Okay, this is a Google resource. This is from the Google Dev Department. And uh, like I said, go to web.dev, okay, forward slash measure. And you can go ahead and test your, your website there. I did mine, okay? I got some results that I am not proud of. I got some that I am and some that I'm not proud of, okay? I got a very low performance score. And so what that tells me, the cool thing about this resource about web.dev is that it gives you, it gives you, a course of action to take in order for you to improve that score. So not only is it going to determine what your score is and show it to you, it's going to give you, it's going to give you the most impact, the most, what, what is creating the most impact determining or what is ranking, what is affecting your score the highest, the most. Okay. And it's going to give you a list of things that you can do. Okay. In order to get that score up. And when I looked at my score, guess what came up in second place? properly image size, a properly sized images. Okay. That came up. I know I can take care of that. Okay. I know as an average fella, 
I'm not a professional web developer, but I know I can properly size my images. Okay, so we can we can spend some time working on that and we can get that performance score to boost up again. We got a good accessibility score. We got a good best practices score and we got a good SEO score. Okay, I'm proud of those. I'm an average fella and I've been designing my website for about a year now and uh, it's we're getting we're getting there. And it's going further throughout the internet. So like I said, you got a free resource here. This is web.dev. Web.dev. Okay, I'm going to put the links in the description of this podcast for you guys so you guys can use them for yourself. Uh, if you're building your own website, if you're a small business, you're a nonprofit, and you need to mark, you need to get people aware of your website, these are very important factors. This determines your amateur. This is the difference between an amateur's website and a and a professional's website. If you ever Google uh, uh, web designers, okay, Google web designer, local web designers, and you will see that it will it will say in the description of what they do. It'll say SEO. It'll say SEO practices or SEO outbound strategy or something like that. You know, the best SEO professionals ever. It'll say something like that. That's search engine optimization. Okay, so it, it, maybe you have a website right now. Instead of paying this professional thousands of dollars, you can read a blog post. You could actually go to a Google resource recommended to you by Google from Google. You can go to this resource for free. You can measure it yourself. You can see what the problem is, and you can start learning more about it yourself. That's what I'm doing, okay? I'm going to look at all these courses of actions that I need to take to boost my performance. And the first one it says here is render blocking resources. Eliminate render blocking resources. That's a lot. I got to I have to do a lot of studying on that now. That's the that's the that's the one that I need to start to, you know, dive into and and understand what's going on there. But, like I said, I do understand how to properly size images. Okay, I do know I do understand that image elements that don't have an all attribute on it aren't going to look that great to a Google crawler. And what that is is like imagine if you had a button, and the button has some coffee beans on the button. Okay, Google the Google crawler that's looking at your website to gauge your performance is going to look at that element, and it's going to dock you points for having that element next to the button or on the button. Okay, what Google likes to see is just words on the button in plain text and readable text. That's what Google prefers. You're going to get a higher score in your performance if you do not have these elements on the button because Google can actually see that. I know you're, you're probably freaking out. It's not real text. It's, you know, I, I made a graphic and I put it right next to the text. Google can still understand that that graphic is not text. And what you're doing is Google understands. Google looks at this as you are enticing users to click the button by creating the button to be nicer and more fancier than what it should be. Uh, if you go look at the Google Pay button, you look at the Apple Buy button, the Apple Store button, look at the PayPal button. They are all very simple buttons. And um, if there is an icon, it is off to the side of it. Okay, it's not giant prominent icons on those buttons. So... One of the things that I discovered, okay, in the Web Vitals, it tells you the courses of actions that you need to take, resize images, get rid of those alt text, those alt text characters on the buttons, get rid of those, it's telling me. So these are simple things that I know I can do to improve my website, okay? So if you drop by my website, you'll see that we're already started work, I already started working on it, I already started removing some of those buttons, 
I'm going to recraft them and bring them back in. And, uh, and, and we'll see what that performance looks like after we do all of that. All right, guys. So I hope you guys found this, uh, this podcast to be helpful uh, for you guys. Once again, I, I, I checked out Google IO. I recommend you go checking it out right now. You can go onto YouTube. There's a ton of content there. Uh, watch the keynote, a lot of really cool, interesting things in the keynote. Um, but one of the, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to look for it right now. One of the, uh, pieces of content that I recommend. I'll try to link it. I'll link it in the in the description of this podcast. It's called the Business Impact of Core Web Vitals. Okay, this is a really good piece of content for a small business, nonprofit. If you're a church, um, if you're a club, um, if you're an organization that has a website, I recommend that you watch this because it talks about how it's going to rank. And if you rank higher, you'll be shown to more people. And the more people that see you, the more brand awareness you have. Okay, this is all goes, this all plays in the web marketing uh, ethos. Okay, I wouldn't be sharing it with you if it wasn't. So I hope that was helpful for you guys. Once again, I'll put a bunch of links in in this podcast description for you guys because I learned a lot uh, watching the Google IO this year and, and, um, you know, just being on the Google platform, using all the tools that I can to launch my online business. So once again, guys, drop by the website, www.averagefellows.com for your specialty craftless coffee with notes of honey, fig and tobacco. Ooh, this stuff is primo. Or if you need a graphic you know, website, that's what we're in the business for. Hey guys, thanks for liking, subscribing, rating, reviewing. Really appreciate it. Helps us rank up in the directories and, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Really appreciate it.